Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. The thing with having miscarriages prior to pregnancy, and I know I'm not the only one that experiences this, is you don't connect to the baby because you're afraid to, because at any moment, you know, it can be taken away from you. So in this pregnancy, I've had a really hard time having that connection and that love that I hear women have with their unborn babies because I'm afraid to because I don't know if tomorrow if it's still going to be here. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. Today I got to chat with Haley McGowan. Haley is a personal trainer, Pilates instructor, and beautiful pregnant mama-to-be. We talked all things pregnancy from fitness, expectations, and what it is like being pregnant through a pandemic when isolation is what our world is. So tune in. Haley completely opened up and got very real. Well, today I am here with Haley McGowan. I have known Haley for years now. She was my personal trainer and we met actually when I was pregnant with my second. So like over 11 years ago, which shocks me, but I'm so excited to have Haley here today. I am going to let her do a little bit of an intro on herself. Give us the who you are, Haley, and what you're up to these days. Yeah, well, thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be able to sit and chat with you. I am, like Britt said, I'm a personal trainer and mainly a Pilates instructor now, but I've been working in this industry for, gosh, like 15 years now. And it's changed a lot in the last 10 months with the pandemic. So things are looking a lot different in my life. And I'm also 30 weeks pregnant. So I'm just trying to figure out how to get through this pregnancy in a pandemic while still trying to be active in my career and that's what's going on with me these days. <laughs> Lots of changes. Yes. Of yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how has the pregnancy been for you? I know that we all go into them with expectations and, you know, thinking that it's going to look one way and maybe mm-hmm. have you been shocked? Have you had any significant side rails, derails in your life right now? Oh, absolutely. I always envisioned myself pregnant being not having it affect me that much, like being able to still do all of the athletic things that I love to do. I envisioned myself like the people I see in social media now working out every day and staying super fit and super active and not gaining a lot of weight. And, and it's been the complete opposite. I was very sick, like most women are, but very sick in the beginning of my pregnancy. But because of the pandemic, my business went from being in studios where I could be a little bit more relaxed to being on a screen where I had to be very active in my teaching. And there were days where I would be in the bathroom throwing up so hard that I was actually peeing my pants. And then I would run onto the screen and two minutes before my class was to start and try and put on this face like everything is great. And I'm so happy and teach my class. And there was actually moments in my classes where I would have to put them into some form of an exercise so I could go back into the bathroom and get sick again. So it was really hard. And for me, how I keep myself 
sort of mentally intact is through exercise, but through my pregnancy, the beginnings of my pregnancy, because I was, I was having to be so active in my job, I didn't have that outlet anymore. It was taken away from me. So there, there's been a lot of like prenatal depression and sadness through this pregnancy, sort of a loss of identity. I forced myself to get out. I would, till I was about 14 weeks pregnant, I would um, get on my mountain bike and go out and ride, but it was basically the only thing I could do. And that day I would come home and I would spend the rest of the day either in bed or on the couch because I had done, I had exhausted myself and I'd be sick. And, and so it definitely is not what I envisioned. For what I envisioned before I was pregnant was getting up and getting out for either a hike or running as long as I could or hopping on my stationary bike. Um, and what it turned into was if I had a shower that day, it was like, that was a successful day to have a shower or to, to be able to just, I don't know, like go outside for a walk. Yeah. 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 So it's completely different. And, and being a writer, I writing for Lady Gossip as long as I have and, and writing fitness advice and writing to many women about how to stay fit in their pregnancy. I want to reach out to every single woman I ever gave advice to in their pregnancy, even you, and apologize for what I said because I had no idea how hard pregnancy can be and mentally and physically and, and the body image disorders that go along with it and the guilt that goes along with it. It's challenging. And I don't think you really know what you're going to get into until you're actually in there. Absolutely. And I think that we live in a world, especially with all the social media these days, where it puts such a stigma on to women and how they should look and that Mm -hmm. cute little bump. And the minute that Mm -hmm. that baby is out, you should be back to that, you know, Mm -hmm. pre perfect post pre post pregnancy little body. Mm -hmm. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it's such a negative stigma. And -hmm. I can only imagine the more that is attached when it comes to being in that industry of fitness and fitness trainer and the expectation that people put upon that for you. Yeah, you know, I think being in the industry, I actually haven't experienced a lot of pressure from other people on me to look a certain way. I work at Equinox downtown Vancouver, which is a very sort of prestigious showy fitness club. And I have been very supported, pretty supported there by the staff and by the people I work with. But I actually had a, I think for me, what has been the hardest part is the comments on my body. And I actually had a woman laugh when she saw me in the women's change room a few days ago she couldn't believe how round I was. And she burst out laughing when she saw me. And I was kind of unsure how to take that. But I think the pressure has come more from myself and seeing, like you said, social media and seeing these these women. And it's such an anomaly, these women who are almost have a six pack while they're pregnant and they're doing kettlebell swings and box jumps. And personally, that's not safe, in my opinion, being pregnant. And it this does put this pressure on you as a pregnant woman and especially as an athlete to look a certain way. So I think the it's a real strange place to be when you are pregnant. You do get, I get a lot of comments like, wow, you're so big. I can't believe how big you are. Look how big you've gotten. I've never seen someone so big so quickly. You're big, you're big, you're big. And you get the few comments where you are told how beautiful you look. But I don't think people realize that you, you're creating life and, and you have to surrender to the process. And then afterwards, I haven't experienced it yet, but Your body, when those people who look at you like you are this beautiful woman who's building life, when you have the baby, 
I don't know if it's people necessarily, but yeah, the stigma the, from the media and social media, basically saying you should look, go back, your, your body isn't beautiful anymore because that life you've created is no longer there. Now your stretch marks and your saggy skin and your saggy boobs, it's not beautiful. And you kind of are casted off to the side. Like, you know, you once were considered beautiful by some, and then you're just, now you're just this mom. <laughs> and why... Like it astounds me how people feel that they can just comment so negatively and towards someone else, period, ever. But then why would they think that all of a sudden they can comment on a pregnant person's body as if it is okay? Oh, you're so round. Like who wants to hear that? Oh, period. I, you know, it goes both ways. Like I telling someone how round they are, how big they are. I've been told that many times, but I actually went to my midwife yesterday and I'm measuring smaller than I should be and it's concerning and I have to go have an ultrasound to make sure that everything is okay with the baby but then you have women who are tiny and you think you're doing them a favor by saying wow you're so tiny you can hardly tell you're pregnant and they might be struggling with well yeah I, I'm really concerned about that because my baby might not be growing as it should be and and for our bodies to be just this public property of people being able to comment whenever they want it almost sort of symbolizes like almost like inequality of women like we're just we can be owned by anybody and anybody has the right to say whatever they want to us absolutely I'm gonna I think maybe one thing that being in a pandemic during pregnancy has taken out is at least there's something called social distancing at the moment whereas you know oftentimes too comes people violating your space and actually reaching mm -hmm. out and touching your belly mm -hmm. and saying, you know, like, oh my gosh, how far along are you or whatever that is. And mm -hmm. suddenly it's not just words, it is a violation. And yeah. whether it is words or actually physical touch, either are violating and people do not have the right to do either. Yeah, I totally agree. I am kind of grateful that I don't have to go through that, but I feel like people are almost more forward with their words because they can't do the, they can't touch you Absolutely. I actually had a woman I was actually in tears the other morning it might have been yesterday days all blend together but I said if I have one more person tell me how large I am I'm going to lose it on them and being someone who has struggled with body image my entire life and trying to surrender to this process of the scale constantly going up and being grateful to see the scale go over 200 pounds and be like okay the baby's growing and trying to let everything that you've had in like all those insecurities you've had in your life just put them off to the side I was in tears. I was like, I can't take it anymore. But I had a woman, a client of mine, I came downstairs and she saw me. She goes, oh my God, Haley, you look stunning. And I started crying. And it's probably because I'm, I'm emotional, but I said, that's what I want to hear. Like, I want to hear that. I don't want to hear how big I am. It's hard. Absolutely. No, I hear you there for sure. And I mean, you're so far away from me right now. It's hard to see. Yeah, but, and I'm in all black. So. You are like you're radiating, and that's yeah. where it, that's where it comes from, right? Like it is what is within as a human being, as what we have to offer. It should never matter what our exterior looks like. Period. And like you're growing a human being inside of you. Yeah. Like, and stop. It just it made me think back as to all the women in my life that have been pregnant, and I can only hope I never made anyone feel how it has made me feel with these with the comments that I've been receiving. I just the way my body is, the way the the baby is in me, the placenta is at the front of my uterus, so I'm showing a lot bigger than I am, and I showed really early, 
And as a woman I work with, like every day, I can't believe how big you got so quickly. I've never seen it before. So you go home and you start Googling photos of like 13 week baby bump and you're comparing yourself. And we compare ourselves to women all the time in our lives. And now I'm having to compare like, is the life I'm growing inside me? Okay. Is it, should it be bigger? Should it be smaller? Like when does it end? Yeah. This should be a time that we can put those body dysmorphic thoughts aside and be able to just be right. But unfortunately we live in a society that doesn't even allow that to happen. Yeah. So what has been so far your hardest part going through being pregnant through this pandemic? I think the isolation and the loneliness of it. Haven't been able to hug my mom. I don't get to see my best friends. I have five best girlfriends from like when we were 13 and I haven't been able to see them. I haven't, we talk and I'm the last one of the group to have a baby, but it's not the same on, on Zoom or on text. So definitely the isolation has been really challenging, but also every single thing that I loved in my life has been taken away from me. If I wasn't pregnant and it was a pandemic, rainy afternoon, like a rainy evening, I could pour a glass of wine, grab a book and just enjoy that or go out for a good meal or order takeout with my partner. But I can't do that because I can't eat that food. I could go visit my, my niece and nephew or my family or sorry, not a pandemic. Sorry, in a pandemic, I could go like mountain biking or I could meet you for a trail run or I could hit up, maybe get on my snowboard and go snowboarding. Like all of these things that I could do to keep me sort of staying through this pandemic, I don't get to do. But if I was pregnant and not a pandemic, even though those things were taken away, I could still go out and, and go to my girlfriend's house, have a cup of tea, go see my mom, take my niece and nephew to the park, or I could be around people. And I don't get to do that either. I don't get to go to a yoga class. I don't get to go to the gym. I can't do any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been really hard, the isolation and just having absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Nothing to to ground myself. And having, being, you know, carrying your first child and Mm -hmm. all of these new experiences, I can only imagine how lonely that is. Yeah. And on your own, so isolated. I have to go to all my appointments by myself. And then I never thought I would be someone who wanted a baby shower. And, And I do. And I want to celebrate this new life that's coming in and I don't get to do that. And that's been really hard for me is like, I don't get to get together with everyone in my life who loves me and supports me and who I love and support and is supported through their journeys. And I don't get to experience that. And it's okay. There's, there's worse things that could happen, but yeah, definitely the having to do this alone mm-hmm. has been really, really hard. I have had a couple of girlfriends who have recently delivered of they were pregnant in the early part of the pandemic and now have babies and and they're struggling it's like my baby can't meet its grandparents oh, so all the things that you don't think of yeah this pandemic has touched so many people in so many different ways yeah it's been it's been really hard and and lo- I'm so grateful for my partner and he's very supportive and he sees what a struggle it's been that there's, there's literally all the things that I identify with and I love and I enjoy I have been taken away mm-hmm which so, is a sacrifice I'm grateful to make, but absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And was this pregnancy something that you had planned, something that you were longing for? You know, how have you gotten here? Well, I said when we were chatting before we started the interview, I was never that woman who knew she wanted kids. And I always envied those types of women who were like, I want babies and I'm going to have them regardless if I have a partner or not. And I was also never the woman who was like, nope, absolutely not having children. So 
as my biological clock's ticking and as I got closer to 40, I thought, well, I'm going to give it a try. And to be honest, I secretly kind of hoped that maybe it wouldn't, not hoped, I was like, maybe it won't work and my decision will be made for me. Well, it did. And it worked our first try, but, and I was scared, really scared when I was pregnant the first time and I miscarried. And that was a real journey, a miscarriage. I know it's so common and it's starting to get talked about so much more with Chrissy Teigen was very vocal with her miscarriage and even Meghan Markle was very vocal. There's a lot more women talking about the miscarriages, but it was really hard because it was something that I was given and then had it taken away. And I was like, did I even really want it? And there was a lot of, of emotion and guilt surrounding that. And then we decided, no, let's go for it. Let's do this. And so we tried and we got pregnant two more times and had two more miscarriages and we were about to get in vitro fertilization, go get help with some professionals. And we got pregnant just before that and it worked. But the thing with having miscarriages prior to pregnancy, and I know I'm not the only one that experiences this, is you don't connect to the baby because you're afraid to, because at any moment, you know, it can be taken away from you. So in this pregnancy, I've had a really hard time having that connection and that love that I hear women have with their unborn babies because I'm afraid to because I don't know if tomorrow if it's still going to be here even though I'm 30 weeks pregnant and it's looking like you know is this will be a healthy baby it's still it doesn't matter how many ultrasounds you have or appointments with doctors it's like you know how fragile Mm -hmm. it is so that's been really really hard I'm grateful to be pregnant but yeah, that's how I got to this to this place was I wasn't sure. And then it happened. And then we're like, okay, let's keep trying. And I never really yeah. thought of it from that perspective that you just said about the attachment phase of the pregnancy. And, you know, I think there's a level of always worry, you know, mm. but generally it gets to, you know, the 12 weeks, okay, I need to get there. And then you move forward yeah. from there and start to maybe ease. But yeah, I never really thought of the emotional and mental attachment to that. Yeah, it's, it's it. hard. I think it's common in women. I constantly dream about the losing the baby. And yeah. even like last night when I was sleeping, I'd wake up and I just wanted to know it was there. So I would kind of try to wake it up so it could kick me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, you're still there. But yeah, I just, I don't have that connection with it yet because of the, the miscarriages. Yeah. That makes complete sense. But yeah, I'm giving you a big hug right now. (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how are you supporting your mental health through these challenging times and the significant challenging times of being pregnant through this pandemic and your isolation and all of those experiences leading up to this Mm -hmm. exciting time within you? I think if I was to be brutally honest with you, I'm really struggling with supporting my mental health. Like I said earlier, all of the things I would have done when I was struggling with mental health, I can't do right now. And so I think what I'm trying to do is just allow myself to be okay with where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing myself to be okay with staying an hour in bed when I wake up in the morning because I just don't feel like getting out of bed or lying in bed during the day because I just don't really know what else to do. I've struggled. I bought a knitting kit. I was like, maybe I'll learn how to knit. That'll be something I can do. And I'm staring at it right now, sitting in the box still. I haven't (laughs) touched it. So just trying to sleep well, trying my best to eat as well as I can and spending a lot of time with my partner, Kurt, and just, he's been great and just trying to to be connected with him because it's really all I have. 
-hmm. and then planning I think like thinking about the future and what it will be like what I down the road this isn't forever this will end I will be you know, the, hopefully this pandemic eases up and I will start to feel better. And so thinking about what's lying ahead of me rather than just focusing on how hard it is right now. Like that baby yeah. shower or that yeah. bike ride in the trails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh my gosh. When I get on my mountain bike for that first time, it's like, actually, I, when I used to race back in the day, I was always so inspired by women who would, you've probably seen it and you've done it yourself who would be greeted by their babies or their children after an event. I just thought it was, I just thought one day if I have a baby or child, I cannot wait until I can cross the finish line and grab them. So I signed up for a very small sprint triathlon about eight weeks after people are like, you're crazy. Don't do it. But I don't care. I don't care how slow it takes me. I just, I'm going to get out in the pool or in the, it's in the lake. I'm going to swim. I'm going to ride my bike. I'm going to walk if I have to, but just uh, knowing that I have that, there is going to be that point where I will cross that finish line, however long it takes me, and I'll get to grab that, hopefully grab that little one. So I've got a couple of girlfriends who are joining and they've never done it before. We're just going to do it for fun. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I am yeah. that kind of crazy with you too. I needed. Yeah. You did like a half Ironman, like <laughs> not long after you had a, had uh, your baby. Crazy. I needed those motivations to, for yeah. me, get back in shape. It wasn't ever about like a certain body image, but it was about like, for me, fitness is my sanity. I yeah. feel better for doing it. And I think mm-hmm. we're much alike in that side mm-hmm. and to know that I had something to get myself back in shape, but to give myself a certain schedule that was my time that mm-hmm. I had to organize someone to have the kids and this is what I am doing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is if something, you know, fitness related or whether to someone else, it's something totally different, but yeah, to make like sure that you course. make that yeah. for yourself yeah. is so important. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. And I'm the same as you. Fitness is absolutely my sanity as well. It always has been. It is brought me back from really high points of anxiety or low points of depression. And it's my community. It's where I feel safe. It's where I feel supported. It's where I feel challenged. And so to know that that is going to be back in my life again, it's been a long time since I've been in that place, but I'm very excited to I've already like, I want to join the rowing club. And I'm like, I'm gonna, and people are like oh, yeah, with all that free time you're going to have, but it's true. Like I'm someone like you who will make that time for myself. And it's, it's, I know I will. Yeah. Yeah. And back to that mental health side that you were just saying, is there some, it's very important, I think also to listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies in times of whatever we require. So if you're needing to lie in bed for that extra hour, then do it and don't feel Mm -hmm. guilty, right? Mm -hmm. You're listening to yourself and you need to do that. But what is there, is there something extra that you can be doing to know that, you know, you love your walk or you love the trail to go for your walk to make sure that you're getting that in for your mental health? Yeah, you know, there's this hill down not too far from where I live that is fairly steep. You might know the hill is kind of, it's a decent hill. I can run it when I'm healthy, like I run it no problem, but my heart rate gets up pretty high. So lately, it's about 20 minute walk to the hill and I just, I do hill repeats. I walk up this hill. And it gives me that even though I'm just walking, I get my heart rate and it's safe for me to get my heart rate up because I've done it my whole life. Like I wouldn't recommend someone who's Mm -hmm. never been pregnant or never been really trained in these high heart rates to get the heart rate up. But for me, it's safe. And I get that heart rate up and I feel that feeling where you're just like, you have to push yourself to get to the top. And even though it's, 
on such a lower level than what I'm used to, I just remind myself it's all relative and I'm working just as hard as I was if I was riding up a steep mountain on my mountain bike. And that has been really good for me, even if I just do it once a week, just to feel that heart beating inside me. And then I do the same thing. I go to the pool with a friend of mine once a week, that same feeling of just a couple repeats in the pool and get the heart rate up and it makes you feel alive. Like it brings you into the moment and connects you to sort of who you are. And so for those brief moments, I try to really relish in that feeling of being that person that I know I am, mm-hmm. even if it's for like 30 minutes. Absolutely. And that's yeah. so important too. Yeah. So in sport, I know that we walk through hard things when we push ourselves. Has being in those hard things before prepared you mentally or physically for anything this pregnancy has shown you so far? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that, well, maybe a little bit. I think the thing, before I did my second Ironman, I'll never forget my coach saying to me, he says, you cannot control what will happen to you out on the course. But what you can control is how you handle it and just know that you have the strength to get through anything. I'll never forget that. That was, I was 27. So I was 13 years ago. And that race I had, I think I had eight flat tires. And had I not had been told that before the race, I would have given up. So walking through hard things in races, the one thing in in a lot of races and a lot of sports is you are in control of the outcome. Like in a run, you kind of are in control of what's going to happen. The bike, other sports, maybe not so much, but you're in control. In pregnancy, you have zero control over what's happening in your body. You have to let it go. So I think one thing I learned from being pushed is that you can get through whatever's presented to you. You can't control it. You have Mm -hmm. to just surrender, but you have the ability and the strength to get through. But this is probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Training for mountain bike races and triathlons and marathons is a cakewalk. And I, there is um, a local, I think it's a North Shore brand and it says the sweatshirts and the shirts say strong as a mother. And I- She's in never, um, Edgemont Village, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I've never really understood it until now. And it's like, yeah, moms are strong. <laughs> We can do hard things. Yeah. (laughs) And then as people say like, oh, I can't, I can't believe you're doing this triathlon. It's like, I'm growing a human being inside me. Going out for an 800 meter swim is nothing compared to what I'm going through now. So yeah, I think being a mother and being pregnant teaches you more and will probably make you a stronger athlete than the athletes make you stronger in your pregnancy. I think Mm -hmm. if I was to do, go back and do everything again, I probably would be so much stronger mentally in my competition well said yeah the mental game that's what life is it's all the mental yeah yeah if you have one piece of advice or wisdom that you want to make sure that other women hear what would you like to share just be kind to yourself and love the process let go of any expectations that you had for what you wanted and how you envisioned your pregnancy to be And just to believe in your ability to get through it, whether you are, whatever you're going through it, whether it's sickness or depression or, or I don't, I don't know, whatever it is, just know that you have the strength to get through it. You can't control it and it's not forever, but definitely just be kind, 
stop looking at yourself in the mirror and judging your body and, and embrace the beauty of what's happening. And that is, that's really hard. It's, I used to say that to women all the time as a fitness and when I write my fitness column and it's hard to take that own advice on with yourself, mm-hmm. but that if, if anything, it's just enjoy it and just take it day by day. Lean into the changes. Yeah. It's take the pressure off yourself. If you don't shower for a week, whatever. <laughs> don't. I, if you haven't. Yeah, you tell I your partner to sleep in a different room. <laughs> I think I put makeup on for his birthday. And then I think I might have put maybe at Christmas time. But I don't even. Makeup and clothes is like just. No. Yeah. Sweatpants and. <laughs> no bras and. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Aww. And stay away from those. I, I thought I wanted those like cute, skinny pregnancy jeans. And so I bought them and I hate them. (laughs) Like leggings all the way. Yeah. Those are just (laughs) pure pressure on your belly when you don't need extra pressure. (laughs) Metaphorically also. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So true. So one last thing, because I keep asking everyone this, do you have a daily routine or a morning routine that you like to do? And this obviously looks completely different through a pandemic and through pregnancy, I'm sure as well. You know what my routine is, which is so not like what my routine used to be. Kurt, my fiance, every morning he wakes up and makes us coffee and we sit in bed and we drink our coffee together. And it's like our own little quiet time just to sit. And we usually sit in the dark and before the busyness of the day starts, we just sit and enjoy a few minutes and have our coffee. Mine's usually decaf, but that's what it is now. Normally my morning routine is very rushed. I work at six in the morning. I'm up at five. I get ready quick. I'm out the door. But since the pandemic has happened, it's allowed me a little bit more time and I've really enjoyed just being still. What a positive thing. What a positive. Yeah. Yeah. We used to just, it was our Sunday mornings. We were, that was our thing. Sunday mornings, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to be. Let's sit and enjoy our coffee. And this pandemic it's we do it every morning. We have our coffee together and just take that time for ourselves. As tough as this year has been in so many ways, there's so many hidden gems Mm -hmm. throughout it and Mm -hmm. that sounds like a really positive one that Mm -hmm. you found there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well Haley thank you so much for coming on the podcast I know that so many people will love to listen to this and learn so many things and relate to you on so many levels so thank you for being well thank you for having me thank you for having me where can we find you post pandemic, maybe pushing the baby stroller around somewhere or in the Yeah, gym? well, you know, I never bought a running stroller because I was like, if I'm going for a run, I'm going for a run by myself. I'm getting someone to look after. So yeah, you'll find me hopefully I'm hoping to hit one day on the mountain before the season's over. As soon as the season's over, you'll see me out on my bike. But social media wise, I'm not big into the social media scene. But if you want to read any of my fitness advice, you can find that on ladygossip.com. I have many, many years of all different types of fitness related articles up there. Awesome. And I yeah. guess we'll see you back in the gym at some point at Equinox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still there working a little bit, but we'll see what happens. I just feel safe in gyms anymore to be honest <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but, um, you probably you're probably better off seeing me 
either on, on a Zoom class somewhere, yeah, doing a Zoom yoga class or doing one of my Zoom classes or getting seeing me out in the seawall or the trails or something for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best in the coming Thank months you. and Thank can't you. wait to meet that bundle. And yeah, me too. Have a great baby shower. You deserve oh, one. Thank you. <laughs> Aww, thanks, Haley. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I am always so honored by people wanting to share their story and open up. I love to listen and to learn and to grow. And I hope that you all took some information from today's podcast as well. Being a female mother of three, having gone through three of my own pregnancies, it is always so amazing at how every single person has such a different experience. One experience that I know most people can relate to, however, is the expectation other people feel they can put on our pregnant bodies and the false expectations that we often put on ourselves as well. So in the words of Haley, let's be kind, be kind to others and make sure that we are kind to ourselves also. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSound.